And in that regard, uh, tonight's episode is possibly mysteriously, well, I guess it's not that mysterious. It's titled Snoop. I spent the majority of the day with Tuna. I saw that. You're playing, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Wild Bill's lurking. No, she's playing RDR and having a giggle fit. That's it. That's what happens on Turtle Tuesdays. Turtle Tuesdays are also a giggle Tuesdays, apparently. Which is good, because who, who doesn't need, uh, you know, who doesn't need less giggling in the day sometimes, you know? So, uh, we should all be so lucky in that regard. Um, you're addicted and have hella fun on RDR. Yeah, I, uh, so taking a slight divergence and talking about video games there for a moment, you know, I, I liked it. I thought that game was a lot of fun. Now, I played through the single-player game, uh, thought it was pretty, thought it was pretty cool, and really, some of the initial, some of the initial stuff, uh, with the multiplayer, I was like, man, I, uh, I was like, God, this is gonna be so much fun. But in typical rock star fashion, they, they make these games that would be the literal perfect co-op experience, and they turn them into deathmatch lobbies, and I couldn't stand it. It was just full of constant griefing, the balancing was way off, it was just completely fucked, and I was like, you know what, why am I even wasting my time with this? These games turn into a time sink where I end up getting nothing done. So I uninstalled it, and have not played it since. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, moving on to there playing some other different games. I very often, once I get out of a game, uh, or not very often, I very rarely go back. Um, may, uh, Mama B, maybe I will. Uh, I just, uh, it's funny, because I, I was all geeked up. I got the, uh, the new Xbox uh, a short while back. And I set it up, and I downloaded some, down, re-downloaded some games, and I've been so busy I haven't played any games on it since. Wow, that was a great investment. <laughs> so, um, cowboy it up, you and fishy. Don't, uh, <laughs> like you say, uh, so in terms of the snoop, let's talk about that a little bit, and I'll come back to that comment there. Uh, as well, a little bit, Mama B. So, as some of you all may be experiencing, wherever you lovely people are at in and around the country, man, some weather came back with a vengeance. Apparently, three years of wintertime decided that it was going to happen in the space of just a couple of days. Uh, Texas being absolutely obliterated by out-of-control, unseasonal, uncharacteristically cold weather snow and ice fucking up all their shit and uh you know just just a just a mess and no infrastructure to support or handle that those areas don't they don't know slash just don't have even just driving alone the people don't know what to do with that it's uh you know it, it it's a disaster and uh between rolling blackouts and all that sort of stuff like that's a, a real big mess Bill Flint says, three days of snow with three or more, I'm assuming you mean three or four more inches of snow, you're in your fucking glory! 
Uh, thank God for generators, says Boston actress, and it's padlocked to your desk because they're getting to your deck because they're getting stolen. Uh, man, that's just uh, youch. That's no good. Uh, Black Cat says, "Hope this doesn't mean the summer will be just as cruel." Well, I I agree. I agree with you on that, uh, Black Cat. Days, three days of snow with three. Oh, oh, three or four more days. Got it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> nice. So that's like seven days of snow, week of snow. By the way, cheers everybody out there. Yeah. You may notice I'm a little bit calmer than it was yesterday. I'll also explain that too. So, um, oh my God, is that good? That is some finely re-oaked mellow corn. My God, is that tasty? Uh, Boston actors, people are stealing generators over there. That's a big problem. And, uh, the, the area where I live, we didn't get, I mean, we got a lot of snow. So last night, uh, it really started to snow a lot. And that continued up through large portion of the evening and into the morning. Uh, so there's snow all over the place. Um, you know, I, I don't. I'm never good at estimating volume, but it was probably close to a foot of snow. Like it was a lot of snow. And in the areas where you had drifts, now I was talking a little bit to Ellie earlier. Ellie had some areas where there were five foot drifts of snow. Uh, we got a lot, not that much down around here, but what was funny was the area that I parked my uh, truck in the driveway. Hey, Hazuki Revenge. Hazuki Revenge, um, where you live, do you guys get much snow? <clears throat> and so on the back of my pickup truck, the, uh, the bed was completely covered. It was covered all the way up to the cab. So it was, uh, it was snowpocalypse, uh, morning in that regard, especially since the, again, the rest of the year, we haven't really gotten a whole lot of that. And yeah, the streets weren't plowed. Uh, you know, they had been out, I imagine probably plowing the main roads, but None of the streets were plowed. God, we just got, I mean, we got dumped on. So I had one of those days where I had multiple appointments that I had to go to and do during the day. Uh, and major work projects to get done. So that was exhausting. And you get out and uh, trudge through all that shit and go to these two appointments, go back and forth and back and forth, and then try to get a bunch of work stuff done. <clears throat> and then... Uh, you know, I always like to make sure, um, uh, you know, have, have to always make sure that the front walk and stuff has a walking path, you know, from my front door out, um, you know, and then across the sidewalk. And then of course, as, as of course, as I'm doing that, the snow plow, uh, comes through on one side and then creates a giant snow drift at the bottom of my driveway. So then I had to get a metal shovel and hack through that, uh, Cause that was like, that, that there was like three feet of snow, of hard packed snow. Um, so that was no good. Um, Bill says, and stalled. You're, the stream stalled? Or just the, uh, oh, page reloaded and you're good. Good. My bit rate seems like it's pretty consistent. So hopefully that stays okay. Hazuki Revenge says, no, Cigar, I'm 34 years old and saw... Snow only twice in my life, 2020, uh, 2013, 
and it's 61 degrees there. Wow, that sounds uh, pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> Black Cat says, did you see the story about the guy in the Ukraine? No, uh, what happened? <clears throat> if you have a link for that too, you can share it and I can pull it up. But, um... Had to dig out and shovel snow, drive through snow, trudge through snow, come around, run around, do all that sort of stuff. Had all these appointments. So, the rest of my day, when I went out uh, later on in the evening uh, to the last of those particular appointments, uh, decided, hey, I'm going to get myself some food. Really, really had a hankering for uh, tacos. So went out and got some delicious tacos and had a couple beers and came home and uh, was like, you know what, I think I want to have another one. So I had another beer and I'm standing there in my kitchen and I'm just like, Snoop, I am fucking exhausted. Uh, I started to get really sore between my shoulders. Um, I possibly possibly foolishly worked out a little much yesterday and so going out and having to shovel snow today I felt kind of wrecked <laughs> whoops possibly not the smartest decision so it's like my god I am just it hit me like a wall I had that wave of fatigue uh, that just kind of came over me you combine that with some rich food and some drinks I'm like you know what I really need to fucking sit down. So I set an alarm for 10.45 just in case. I was like, oh, I won't sleep that long, but just in case. Yeah, I pretty much slept that long. I sat down at like 8.45, 9 o'clock and uh, slept till almost 10.45. So this isn't so much, uh, I feel like, a nap as much as it is like pre-going to bed. <laughs> so... um in that regard, feeling a little refreshed and in a little bit of a calm disposition now that I've, I, I just have the, the happy fatigue of, all right, I'm spent. That was a day well spent. It was a long day. There was a lot of shit going on. So I feel all right with that. Cheers. Um, Bill, you are a trooper. Uh, Black Cat says he wanted to get his street plowed, so he came up with a dreadful murder and confessed to it. He told the cops they needed to plow it to get to his house. What? <laughs> I mean, geez, buddy. That's a little that's a little crazy. Watch, and then they they that'd be like a great movie plot. Then they investigate him, and it turns out like one of his neighbors actually did commit murders, and it turns into a whole thing, and then his neighbor is after him because he upped the gig and, you know, that'd be, that'd be kind of a cool, I, I could see that as a film, you know? Hazuki would like to see a snowy day sometime. Well, uh, you could certainly come over here to parts of the U.S. right now if you wanted to see snowy days because we are a-getting it. Uh, Bill says, yeah, given yesterday's stream, I figured you'd probably let it, r let it rip. Let it rip! <clears throat> You haven't had a nap in three years. I mean, the naps are good, but I feel like they're dangerous and addictive. Because then what happens is your body is like, Hey, uh, you know what? I really like that nap. So, like, I'm going to go ahead and make you feel all tired. 
so that you go over there and go to sleep. I need to stop it. I need to stop napping, uh, to be honest. But um, in the wintertime when it's super cold like this and it's dark all the time, that becomes very difficult. You just go, well, it it's kind of already dark and cold and uh, it's just bad. So as Bill has said here in chat, I can never recover the day if I nap. I'm just zombified for the rest of the day. Better for me to just power through. And a lot of times, that's what I try to do. It's like, all right, well, do something to get your blood moving. Get up, move around, do whatever. But man, I just hit the I hit the wall from shoveling that snow and pushing all that out. You know, I don't I don't have a snowblower, so I do it all by shovel. So by the time I did the portions of my uh, driveway and then out on the sidewalk and the front porch and all the rest of that stuff, <clears throat> it was just a uh, it was just a it was a lot. A lot of moving all that around them between driving in it and everything else. But man, did, uh, did yeah, the people out west uh, just get pounded uh, with that. And in talking about inclement weather and talking about snow, you know, I talked briefly about this uh, in other episodes. But you need to make sure that you have some recovery type stuff in your vehicle. You know, we talked about having like, some protein or granola bars, um, or like a little thermal blanket, uh, that sort of thing. You like that can be that's like a serious problem. And the thing is, and I stress this often to people. Yeah, we all have cell phones, but if suddenly everybody's calling for help, you might help might not be there for you for hours or day. If at all, or what if the cell phones don't work? What if the, what if there's an ice and sleet storm and all the power goes out? Hey, like it kind of did. So, uh, all about the squish says, okay. Hi, all about the squish. Good to see you. But yeah, like be careful about that when you're in the, especially snow, like you yeah, underestimate snow, uh, in Having, uh, you know, having fuel in your car, if you think that that's coming, like, make sure your your vehicle has, you know, at least a half a tank of gas. Um, I, I had somebody uh, years back, they had thought they put gas in their car, and so we had a massive snow thing like that, and they got out on the road, and then the road was blocked because of an accident, and their car, their car ran out of fuel. Car ran out of fuel out on the road, and uh, I had to go get them, um, and had to basically then uh, bring a tank of gas over to their car and help them fuel their car up and get moving. Complete, complete nightmare, complete disaster. So you need to make sure you have fuel in there. Make sure you check your tire pressure too. When the weather gets cold, like if it gets super cold like that, especially if you're in an area where the uh, Oh, yeah. All about the squish says, hello, bless the guys that work around the clock to ensure the power remains on. They're underappreciated. Thousand percent. You know, you, you take things, I mean, you take all the infrastructure for granted, right? Power, phones, water, um, all those municipal services. <clears throat> and when that stuff fails, uh, it turns into a rapid mess. Uh, so the people that work around the clock with it, keeping the power on, Plowing or salting the roads, uh, trying to keep water on, you know, being suddenly being without fresh water. I mean, you take that for granted. Uh, and those 
you know, now they're on all around the clock trying to trying to get this stuff back up and running. And so hats off and cheers to all those people out there. That's uh you know, that that that's an exhausting uh, daunting task to make sure that all that stuff remains running. <clears throat> and uh, the other part of that too is, you know, in terms of the naps, if you think something like that's coming, if you think there is going to be some sort of municipal disaster, make sure you're rested too. Um, and make sure after, after a period of stress like that is over that you get sleep. That's usually when you end up finding that you get sick because <clears throat> of the stress and the activity the you know mental fatigue of dealing with a crisis like that even just driving and something like if you're not un if you're unfamiliar with driving in the snow and then you suddenly encounter that uh i mean that's i mean it's terrifying it's very stressful so make sure you have time to rest and recover afterwards um but the the cold the extreme cold like that you know it affects your tire pressure you know, if you, if you've never watched, like if you have a tire pressure monitoring system on your car, you know, you can watch that when the temperature suddenly gets really cold or really hot for that matter, you know, the air in your tires expands and contracts with the heat. Now they say that there's the nitrogen you can use to fill up your tires where that's not as affected as much by that, but that's a little irrelevant because honestly, I also kind of think it's a waste of money, but <clears throat> Your car will drive different, and uh, you know if you have underinflated tires, and then it gets super cold, you might suddenly find that now your car is telling you that your tires are low. You know, it's one thing to to run a vehicle with low tires, in that in some circumstances might give you better traction X Y Z one two three, but it also affects the way your car handles, and how you can brake and accelerate and all that sort of thing. And so if you compound all these unpredictable factors, as Bill has said right here, yeah, the people down there are a far bigger danger on the road than the ice. That's the other problem is much like any sort of failing system, it's then the backup of the rest of everyone else trying to get through that crisis that makes it umpteen times worse accidents, people spinning out, not knowing what they're doing, panicking, crashing into one another, uh, all that sort of stuff. I mean, it, it, it causes a, it causes a complete fucking meltdown. Uh, I shared a, uh, I shared a video after one of the streams and sort of like the stream after the stream of, uh, a time when we had massive storms here that overflowed, uh, some little rivers and it had a river that got so high it washed up over the top of a bridge. And, uh, my God, it, I mean, it washed over the top of my car. Uh, it kind of ruined the car that I had at the time. Uh, it was just an absolute fucking uh, nightmare. Uh, Boston Actress here has a link for us. So, let's see. Let's check that out. Um... <laughs> Well, I don't know how much this necessarily has to do with snow, but let's check this out. Let's check this out and give it a slight read, shall we? All right. We shall. 
After daughter mocks the homeless, livid mom makes her sleep in a tent as punishment. <laughs> what? She had her first baby, Jasmine, 18, second daughter. Those early years tested in a way she never imagined. Point is, I know how fucking hard it is to be at the bottom of society. My daughters know this too. That's precisely why she was so mad at what happened this week. Yesterday, Jasmine showed me a video of Jessica cussing a homeless man out and telling him, Stop asking me for money. You'd earn it yourself if you weren't so fucking lazy and spending what you earned on substances. Whoa. So the mother was shocked by the daughter's behavior. And then when the homeless man complained about the cold, the girl responded, Yeah, people came for fun, even in December. You can't complain. You're living someone's holiday. Oh! Oh! What? Fury was an understatement for what I felt as though as I thought I had raised an empathetic daughter, wrote the mom. So she decided to teach her daughter a lesson. It didn't involve getting sent to a room or writing a letter about why she was sorry. Instead, this mom really wanted to teach her daughter a lesson about compassion, and the only way to do that, she figured, was to have her teen experience what one night in this man's life might feel like. Along with finding the homeless man, making her apologize and help pay for her hotel room for the night, as well as signing her up to volunteer at a food bank, I decided to take her up on her offer of sleeping outside. I locked her bedroom door so she couldn't go in, put a sign on it saying close for the holidays, pitched a tent in the garden and filled it with blankets and the sleeping bag used when I was camping in Norway in a family holiday. I slept in the room closest to the garden for the night so it was nearby if anything would go wrong. Uh, The daughter was reluctant to do it, but chose it over the option of not having access to her phone until the Christmas holidays are over. By the morning, it was clear the punishment had done its job. In the morning, she was crying about how horrible it was to wake up on a cold mat and get disrupted sleep due to birds. (laughs) So talking to the daughter further, the mother could see that the lesson was getting through. After comforter asked her if she would like to do that every day like the homeless man, and it struck a card with her and she was crying over his actions. This afternoon I came home from work to Jessica making a big meal to donate to the homeless people who live on the road near our house. I was proud of how she turned over a new leaf, and after taking the food to the people, my sister came over. That's when the troubles start. What? She's going to cook for the homeless. My nephew asked what triggered that, and Jessica told him everything, which relayed back to his mom. My sister said that my punishment was too harsh, and just the 20 pounds in the food bank would have done the trick. Oh, fuck you. Nope, it wasn't too harsh. I think I'm probably done with a lot of the rest of this. Anyway, that is a, uh, uh, I mean, (laughs) sleeping in the cold. Being out and got in the cold like that. I mean, my God, uh... You know, there, I've said before, there's times where at least here, so we've got Black Cat over there in Denver. Um, the, you're sleeping out in the cold. I mean, it's one thing to go, boy, I'm cold. It's another thing if you're trapped outside somewhere, uh, especially if it's windy, that freezing cold like that over a long period of time, that is, that's painful, man. That's no, that's, that's no happy, uh, and so... That would be another thing. Hey, if you have some extra, whether it's supplies or money you can donate or anything, homeless shelters, food banks, that sort of thing in and around your area, uh, especially around now, um, socks. If you want to talk about something that uh, a lot of homeless population really can use is good socks. So donating a pack, a couple packages of some socks. Um 
it's stuff like that that you take for granted, and especially you got to figure if you were someone who was homeless like that and you lived in Texas, what are you going to do when suddenly now it's freezing cold and there's snow out like that? Uh, I mean, you're not, you're not prepared for that. And they don't have the financial resources or really any resources at that point to make some temporary radical shift to be able to cope and compensate. So, you know, that's another thing is, uh, you know, I'm not saying you should do anything, but it's a thing to consider. And again, if you have it, if you have a way that you can help out with those particular programs, I'm sure uh, somewhere along the line, someone will really appreciate that. Um, Black Cat says, after this is all over, I'll tell the story of life without water for a month after frozen pipes. My God, frozen pipes on your house, like, that's a nightmare for your home. Talk about a way to just ruin your house. Uh, Boston actress comments, such a good story. These kids need to learn appreciation. That's golden parenting, not harsh. Some people don't even have a blanket. Yeah, I mean, you're like, oh, well, it's warm. I live in a warm area, and suddenly now it's freezing cold. And you don't have warm clothes or shelter or blanket or anything. Fucking, my God. <clears throat> and that's, you know, you you and I, feasibly speaking, I would imagine, feasibly speaking, reasonably speaking, you and I, for the most part, if you're listening to this and you have the means and the resource to listen to this broadcast, you are probably in a fairly decent, and I say this in a broad stroke, a fairly decent amount of nutritional help in regards to Hey, you know, again, if you're somebody who uh, is impoverished, it's not like you're going to have the greatest of nutritional spread and everything else in your system. So, again, coping with sudden uh, inclement weather is easier to adapt if you're, you know, in that regard, able-bodied and, you know, live a, a life where you've got resources like that. So... Watch out for watch out for inclement weather, weather like that. Uh, you know, heat waves are obviously nasty too, but there's something about the cold. And I think for me, it's Black Cat touching on it right there about freezing pipes. Um, and actually, I'll t- I'll tell a little bit of a story about uh, about freezing stuff in terms of a snope. So, uh, podcast listeners, take a brief break and then be right back. So hold on. So, freezing pipes. So, outside of the obvious danger of traveling out in inclement weather, it's also pieces of your homestead. So, freezing pipes are a huge problem. I had a home that was built on top of a crawl space, and that crawl space had two hatches to it on basically the left and right side of the house. The house, strangely, on its crawl space had a cinder block wall dividing the crawl space in half. And so you basically could not get to the whole crawl space from either side. So it was split. And everything was fine and dandy. And there's one uh, 
winter where it was super, super cold. I mean, really, really fucking cold. And I'm like, hmm. I get up in the morning. I go to take a shower. Now, I was on Christmas vacation at the time. I was on holiday break. I'd taken some time off. And so I get up. And okay, the house is cold. The floor is cold. I go into the bathroom and take a shower. As I'm turning the water onto the shower, it feels gummy. Like turning the water on felt gummy. And took a little brief moment for the water to flow. And I was like, oh man, I don't know. Like, it's, I hope the, you know, I hope the pipes weren't get, are getting freezing. And so I check, you know, the rest of the faucets and things are mostly fine. So <clears throat> I leave and I come back later in the evening. And when I come back later in the evening and here, so in chat, Wild Bill has said, ruh row. Here was the big rut row. I get home. I use the toilet. I flush the toilet. The water runs out of the toilet. But there's no water flowing back into the toilet tank. It's completely silent. And that's when I got a cold chill that ran down my spine. And I was like, oh no, my pipes have froze. Connected with the gumminess of the thing in the morning. Uh, oh shit. And so I go turn on my faucet and my sink. No water. Like, oh no. So I'm like, what the fuck do I do? So I'm like, oh man. I go outside. You know, tons of snow on the ground. Freezing fucking cold. It's like, I don't know, negative 10 or something outside. Freezing. So I go outside and I look, the crawl space hatch to the right side of the house is open, uh, like it's knocked in, knocked out. And I can only surmise that some animal that was freezing to death outside was like, hey, that seems like there's some warmth in there. Uh, I'm going to keep pushing at this. It's moving a little bit and got under the crawl space and was taking shelter under there. So the crawl space being open was basically making like a a freezing cold wind tunnel under the house and shit was freezing. So there were, there was another way to access that half of the crawl space there through one of the closets. There was a, a hatch in the floor that you could open. So I opened the, I opened the hatch. And it's cold under there. I don't see a whole ton of water. I see a little bit of some drips. I'm like, well, that could have been condensation. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean that your pipes have busted. So I fly into panic. I call a plumber. I'm like, hey, I think my pipes are freezing, whatever. So they're like, well, well, you know, we got a lot of problems with that right now. You're not the only one. Uh, we're getting all sorts of calls from people whose shit is freezing. Like it's pandemonium meltdown. And we had this just absolute brutal freeze spell. So I'm like, oh man, son of a bitch. So I call a family member of mine, tell him what's happening. He's like, well, I've had this happen before. Um, I'm going to grab some stuff from the hardware store and I'll be over ASAP. So I'm like, okay. So to try to make a long story short, <clears throat> what he went and got 
is something called heat tape. Heat tape is a tape, but also not a tape. It's a flat rubber or plastic coated wire, basically. And what you do is you put that along the pipes underneath an area where you think your pipes are going to freeze. And the heat tape that they make now is nice because it has little sensors in it. And so what you do is you attach this heat tape to your pipes. And then you plug it in and there's a little thermometer in there. And if the temperature of the pipes drops below a certain temperature, I think it's typically like 36 degrees. It's like 38 or 36 degrees. It'll basically power on and it just emits a very low amount of heat because all you have to do is have your pipes not actually freeze. Like you don't need to heat them up. You just don't want them to get to the point where they start freezing because all you have to have is the thinnest little membrane of ice to form in there. And that can be game over. That'll cause your water to stop flowing. And then from there on, that'll just get worse and worse. And then your pipes can burst. So I had to have him crawl under there. I'm too big to fit under that crawl space and crawl under there, especially with the amount of snow that we had outside. So I'm like, I mean, talk about just a shitty day. We're crawling around. There's mud and crud all over in my house. Uh, you know, trying to get this heat tape around these pipes. And uh, then we wrapped them with some insulation, um, which also helped, you know, just some fiberglass insulation. And what was silly about that is they had gotten new PEX lines. So this takes a little bit of a diversion from cold and talks about plumbing. PEX lines are very nice if you can get them and if you, whether you're buying a new house or whatever, the sort of copper water pipes, whatever, have fallen out of favor in terms of Plex, because not only is Plex flexible, but it's flexible. And so not only is it easier to move around in terms of routing the pipes, but if your pipes start to freeze, there is a point of flexion in those where they won't burst. Like they may, they may get stopped up but as opposed to a metal pipe that's going to reach a fatigue point and then split, the PEX lines have some ability to flex under something like that. <clears throat> that might have been, honestly, what saved me, was because at some point they had replaced the lines in this house with PEX lines instead of the copper lines. So um, I didn't have any actual pipes burst under there. And they he had, my family member had, they had rented a house once, and it was it was a, a nearly the same scenario. Crawl space got opened, um, air got in there that was super cold, the pipes froze, and he gets up in the morning to basically get up and make coffee and go to work, and he hears running water, and he looks out, and there's a river of water flowing out from under the house because their pipes had all burst. And so now there was just a river of frozen, of freezing water running out along the front yard. Um, that was a massive mess to fix and clean up. So having your pipes burst and stuff like that is also a major disaster. A lot of areas will say what you want to do is if you think your pipes are in danger of bursting like that, if they're in danger of freezing, Try to keep some water running. Turn your taps on so that there's just the faintest trickle of water running through them 
and that flow of water should at least keep it from freezing in place. But again, as um, All About the Squish said earlier, and this is why this is kind of a brilliant comment, that takes municipal load. Uh, if everybody now in the area is running a little bit of water because they're all afraid that their pipes are going to burst, and maybe maybe some of the people don't really know exactly how to do that, and so they have, they're running a lot of water, well, now your water system is taxed because everybody has all their taps on. So, man, watch that with the cold and the snow. Like, you know, having your pipes burst like that, and, I mean, that can, depending on where it happens and how it happens, that can destroy your house. We had uh, an apartment, uh, condo, uh, sorry, not an apartment, condo complex. Uh, I had a condo for a little while. And uh, one day you look outside and there's just water flowing out the side of one of the buildings. And, uh, yeah, what had happened is the, the, the pipes had frozen and they burst and were running out and down the wall, eventually disintegrated enough through the drywall and everything else and then began leaking out the windows um and that was a major amount of damage when they unlocked the place and they went in there there was just freezing water now everywhere uh they had to do massive amounts of they had to do a whole thing with the insurance company they had to like near gut that place and rebuild it because of the water damage from those freezing pipes so be careful of that watch your water you know, make sure that your other stuff like that, your gas, your gas lines aren't as big of a deal, but some places I know they still use what, like the oil heat, but just, man, keep an eye out on all that stuff. It's things, uh, that you may, you know, that you may, may, uh, may not initially worry about. And I don't want to say worry about them, but just put them on a checklist. Black cat says, so sleepy. Good night. Everybody say goodnight to Black Cat. Black Cat, have yourself a uh, good night there. Get yourself some rest. Get yourself some sleep. And we'll see you again soon. So, cheers to you. Oh, so, Bill comments in here. The house you rented in New York before moving had oil heat and it was a disaster. Can you tell us a little bit, Bill, about why that was such a disaster? You know, I've I've never had a house that had oil heat like that. Every place that I've had has had either uh, like steam, uh, had like steam heat for radiators, or has been basically forced air with a natural gas furnace. <clears throat> King Dinosaur, good to see you too. Uh, Bill says it really came down to ancient equipment, and that's the thing. A lot of people have older older stuff. Look, it's expensive to replace heating and cooling. Sometimes even water, water, water heaters, all that stuff. You go, oh well, you know what's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen is you'll reach some nasty handful of weather like this, and that's when that stuff's going to fail. It's going to fail either on under unusual load, or because of the temperature swings, or something like that. Won't be able to handle it. And Murphy's Law, that's when that shit's going to break and bust and melt down. So watch it. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying is just be careful. You know, especially especially getting your, like, if you live in any area where you have furnaces and air conditioners, I know it sucks. And I know it's expensive. But you have to pay to get that stuff inspected and maintained. The last thing you want to do is have a massive cold spell run through and your furnace fails because your heat exchanger is a piece of shit and cracks. 
because now you're running the furnace all the time because everything's in danger of freezing. You've got to watch out for that. Like, and it's the same thing with air conditioning. You know, air conditioners leak. If your compressor leaks, you know, you may have suddenly where your air conditioner is running all the time because you've got some leak in the system and their motor can burn out or you can get, uh, was it like Freon overload where you're, you, you start getting ice on the pipes because it's running, trying to keep up all the time. So you got to maintain that stuff. Like, it, you know, if you, if you have a home and you have a house, learn about some of that, just learn about the things to check. Bill says, I taught myself a lot about what I figured was 16th century HVAC systems because I couldn't get someone out to fix it during a week long snowstorms. There it is. That's what I'm talking about. So read up a little bit on that sort of thing before that stuff happens. I'm not saying you got to be an expert in it, but check your furnace filters. You know, uh, when the fall comes around, you know, pay to have it inspected, whatever. You know, it's the same thing with the air conditioner. When spring, summer starts to roll around, get that stuff checked. And watch those water pipes, man. I'm telling you, if you live in an area and and it's not frequently that cold, having your pipes freeze is a nightmare. And I had like the worst anxiety then for that for a long time. Just constantly, my pipe's going to freeze. My pipe's going to freeze. Is the heat tape working? Is the heat tape going to short out and burn my house down? How cold is it down there? I mean, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Made me a nervous wreck. Made me a nervous fucking wreck. I actually bought a wireless thermometer and stuck the wireless thermometer down and under there, under what would have been like the coldest portion of the crawl space so that I could monitor the temperature at all times. So then I'd be like, okay, that thing's reading that it's 33 degrees. The heat tape should be on, but that's not for... Like, man, and, and all you have to do is run into that once before you, you'll just, you, you'll worry about it then all the time. So watch your vehicles, watch your homes, like take care of all that stuff. You know, I, I, I know, I know it's the thing where we're all busy. Like I say, I got just so exhausted by the, just the regular, uh, routine of it, of having a lot of snow that, uh, man, I was just beat, but don't overload yourself with also having to worry about freezing pipes or furnace that doesn't work or all the rest of the stuff. Just try to take care of that and try to try to keep an eye on it. Keep yourself safe out there. Um, you know, especially, uh, especially if a thing I've learned, but with COVID and everything else, it's make sure you don't run to the bottom of your supply stash. Make sure you've got some food if you needed to, or some paper goods. Make sure your vehicles have fuel, you know, um, make sure that if there's power like that coming, you charge up some of your devices. You know, I, I had a portion of time where not only was I just a little bit burned out and fatigued, but I'm like, I'm, put, I'm putting my phone away. I'm putting my phone on, uh, you know, I turned a lot of the notifications, everything off because if the power goes out, I want to preserve the battery as long as possible. Get one of those power banks. Uh, you know, get something that you, <clears throat> they can even have, if you don't have one that works like that in your car, get one of those little chargers, you know, and make sure you have that in your car. You know, if you, if you're, if the power goes out, but the roads are relatively clear, I mean, you can run your vehicle to charge some of that stuff, but 
Again, avoid doing that if that's in a closed garage. Like, you have to watch out for carbon monoxide and all that sort of stuff. So, man, like, shelf checklist. It, you know, in inclement weather, I am not going to go into the politics of climate change or anything like that. But nasty weather has been around since there has been weather. And it's going to continue to be around. There's going to be heat waves, and there's going to be cold snaps, and there's going to be tornadoes and thunderstorms and all that sort of stuff. So wherever and around you live, obviously, account for the things that are common in your area. But also just ask yourself, well, what happened if I encountered weather that is uncharacteristic for the area that I live? How would I, how would I handle that? Would I be equipped? Or would I be just completely frozen, caught like a deer in the headlights? So that's it, man. Keep yourselves safe out there. Uh, nasty, nasty weather rolling through. Uh, somebody posted a, a meme that was uh, uh, Ed, uh, Ned Stark. And he's like, oh, winter is coming. And apparently it's all three years of it at once. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of. <coughs> so podcast listeners, that's the show. I hope you're able to stay warm wherever you are at. I hope you are safe and doing okay. Make sure that you stay safe and keep the faith and all that good shit. And get yourself some rest. And we will see you again tomorrow for a drawing stream. Tomorrow we're going to have the drawing stream. Um, So I may not podcast that particular episode. I may have to record something special instead for the podcast crew. So, podcast folks, take care. Have yourselves a great night. Bye-bye.